everybody, and welcome to Rise of the Podcast. I am Jeremy. And I'm Brownie. Oh, right. And it is 2021. And where is Kara? <laughs> where is Kara? If I could modify that graphic to take her down. <laughs> <laughs> right? We need an alternate one for when she's not here. No. This is a price that you have to pay when you have a child. And Kara is paying that price. I've been getting pictures of baby faces mid-bathroom because Chip has been fussy today. He's just a little turd machine. So Kara is at home with him. He is a little turd machine. (laughs) I'm not kidding when I say he goes to the bathroom. Oh, no. Kara's watching. (laughs) (laughs) No. so Quick, hide all the the stuff that we're not supposed to be doing. Right. Um, I woke up this morning, and it was just, it was a long night for Kara, and I tapped in and let her go. And so, but Chris, I woke up. I took over chip duties, okay? And... I told her I wanted her to at least hit like three to four hours, right? I had him quiet for a good almost two hours. And then, you know, he had a diaper change. So I took him upstairs, changed his diaper, and I came back down. And he was a little fussy, and I was like just getting him under control. And I hear the door open, and lo and behold, Kara's like, I'm coming down like this, just this motherly white knight coming down <laughs> the stairs to like calm him because she's like, he needs me. But I'm like, no, no, you're supposed to rest a while longer. You're supposed to go rest. She's developing a mama's boy. <sighs> I know she is. You gotta I let know. dad toughen him up, rub some dirt I, on it. That's what I was gonna say. I, well, my next plan was just put him in the car and drive him around a little bit. That was my next thing, you know? That will calm him down. Go to the down. strip club. <laughs> <laughs> I jokingly said I'll drive to the Mall of America and back. It's like four hours. <laughs> just in and of itself. Go how many oh. hours without eating. Happy New Year, Gabe. You know, oh, happy new year, Gabe. New year, no Kara. That's where. <laughs> <laughs> she is at home with one of Chip's many nicknames with Chip Arillo Dillo is what she calls him. Or Mr. Chip. I call him Mr. Chip a lot. He's awesome. I love him. I'm sad I'm not home with him tonight, but we had a productive afternoon, which was really fun. But Chris, earlier in the week, I told you that I had a story to tell you. So as you know, everybody knows. I have my finger on the pulse of the internet. <laughs> and I know what's going on. I need to make a graphic for that. <laughs> so I just came across an article. I save the things that I find interesting. And I came across an article. We all know somebody who does their job extremely well. Like they are the epitome. They take their job and they do it above and beyond. Chris is one of them for for his job. Okay. Uh, I am not one of those people at work, but that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Says the 67th time. Yeah. Yeah, of the year. yeah. So anyways, I was reading this article about a game warden. And this specific game warden, I don't want to butcher it, whether it was male or female. I gotta pause you just for a second. Initially, you said game warden. I yeah. immediately thought video games. And I was like, what's a game warden? And then I was like, oh, a game warden. Duh. So, oh, my brain. I read this story about a game warden. And some people in the comments were saying her. And then, but like, I tried to look this person up and I couldn't determine. So we're just gonna stick with just, it's a game warden. I can't assign a gender to it. I don't know if it was boy or girl. But this specific game warden took their job so seriously that they would dress up in scuba gear, they would wait in the lake, and then if somebody was illegally catching like a certain type of fish, they would grab the line, <laughs> follow it up to the person's boat, cite, give them their citation, whatever means necessary, like co- commandeer their rods, but then they would go back in the water and wait for the next person. <laughs> now, that, like, that seems a little egregious to me. I just I read that and I was like, 
Wow, that is dedication. Could you imagine reeling in a game warden? <laughs> That'd be the most nightmare scenario. I mean, it's like it's just coming from the depths of just the water, and you'd be like, so, see well, the so goggles, and like I, I don't know tons about fishing, right? But like, how could she prove that you in, intended to catch that fish? Sometimes you just throw in line <sighs> and you catch some random whatever, right? So the the first thing will probably be like, you've got a trout stamp, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how it works if you say you're not intending to it, but I'm pretty sure if you fish in an area where there's trout supposedly you're supposed to have the like the materials to fish there so you like i could go fish in um we'll just say lake a and if it's typically northern and musky you don't need a trout stamp if there's no trout in that lake but if you go fish in a river where there's trout i believe you're supposed to have a trout stamp because it's like you could be getting them type of thing (laughs) okay Um, otherwise it's like i don't know if somebody else was like radioing her or him and you know like they went over their limit or something and <laughs> they're taking their stuff or maybe it was just out of season like an people... x-ray machine to see how many fish <laughs> they have in the live well <laughs> sonar bloop bloop getting every boat and maybe they were illegally fishing um and that just reminds me of another story i'd heard i, I may have told this before but it's it just really brief and along the same note is there was uh, some people that were i know that were uh, hunting in canada and they were not supposed to be hunting moose and they shot a moose but the moose was a fake moose and it was set by the DNR. And as soon as they shot it, oh, the DNR no. showed up and took away their guns and stuff because they were illegally hunting moose. <laughs> That'll get you every time. That'll get you. So that's like, so there you go. It's a fake robot moose. And like the head goes <laughs> up and down and uh, they got suckered in by. How expensive do you think a fake moose is? It's got to be a lot. And then there's people putting bullets through it. Which has got to um, be crazy. Gabe says, I'd jump off the boat scared if I saw a body coming up with my line. That's, yeah, <laughs> totally. Like, yeah, if you're fishing and a body comes up with it, it'd be like, whoa, you know? Have you seen the first uh, Friday the 13th? I have not. So, spoiler, at the very end of the movie, the, the surviving protagonist is in a boat just, like, drifting on the lake. And then uh, the body of Jason, like, pops up and grabs the him. lake and grabs him. Oh, man. I remember that as a kid, it was more it was ridiculous. I was so excited to like sneak in and watch this scary movie. And it was this the ultimate letdown. It was a movie called Piranha. And it was a, when it would cut to this frenzied piranha, it was like literally looked like little paper cutouts of uh. these fish. And it would be like, doo 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 doo. And then, you know, it just shows the person thrashing, but then it would cut to like this murky shot. But yeah, it was just like cutout fish in front of this. You know, I'm just not showing the fish at that exactly, point. Exactly. Exactly. So we're actually making a horror movie right now, but it's such a low budget. We can't show any of the elements yeah. of the movie. <laughs> are, no. Yeah. What are you doing? Are you doing a horror movie or are you saying? Like, no, that's a joke. Like we're making a horror. Like you it. and I are making a horror movie right now, but it's so low budget. That that's we can't right. show any of the horror movie elements. Yeah. Kara's missing. That's how that starts. Yeah. Dun, 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 missing Kara. So. I wouldn't say I've been missing Kara. <laughs> <laughs> So that was one of the funny things that I had seen. Um, I was trying to get some people here. Uh, David would have been on tonight, but he is out of town. Ryan is sitting back there as an audience member, refusing to participate. And I want to know why. Why would you not participate in this beautiful... He just doesn't like being on camera, I guess. I guess so. Ryan's more of a behind-the-scenes kind of guy. (laughs) So I... I was joking, and I wasn't joking. I was thinking about this. Like people say, it's like it's weird that you have a couch and seat for three people, but normally only have two people on there. And now we have a whole couch that's just like totally abandoned. <laughs> well, my I have another one of these chairs. It's broken, unfortunately. But we were trying to have four people possibilities. Yeah, get up there, Ryan says David. Yeah, says David. Ryan, it's not too late for you to jump in at any time. 
Anyways, all right. So you know what we should do? What's that? We should order some food and make the delivery guy be on the podcast. That would be really funny. Just Uber it in or uh, do Dash or just the delivery. You know, have what, it. What even? What delivery options are there even in Cloquet? It's like a couple Domino's, pizza places. Yeah, pizza places. And yeah, you'd have to DoorDash any other service. Yeah, Gabe, hurry up, get here. <laughs> <laughs> if you did, Gabe, that seat would be all yours, man. All yours. Um, so, Chris, I know you were telling me, so we had uh, Wyatt and Adriana on, and you were doing some drone training with that. Do you have any good drone stories? I know you wrapped up flying the training hours with Wyatt. Do you have any other? Mm. I'm trying to think. So, like, you remind me, I need to take my certification test again in, like, three weeks. Let, okay, I want to know how long when you call, how long the scheduling goes. Like, let me know if how long it takes to get in. Because I will take it. I will do it as well. I'm just, but, yeah, like, I, I should probably call this week. Otherwise, it's probably, I'm probably going to miss the thing. So, actually, so, this is an interesting thing. So, I'm the senior RPIC because I've had my license the longest. Right, okay. So, and as such, I only needed five hours of training on the drone. Wyatt needed 10 because he's not, the, with me, because he's not the senior RPIC. Right. So that's a remote pilot in command, in case you're curious. So the parlance. Um, <laughs> David said DoorDash and request Jarrett. Ah, that's hilarious. Um, so I was talking, I was like, well, if we just wait, I'll just let my license expire. You'll become the... the uh, RPIC. The, yeah, you'll become the senior RPIC by default. And then you only need five hours. And then we'll just like we'll just get you to five, and then I'll quit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just retake my test. Because like, it doesn't really matter if like... Right. I just won't be able to fly while I don't commercially if I don't have my license for right. a couple of weeks or whatever. And I was like, that was going to be the big scheme. But then it's, instead, we just flew circles around parking lots for 10 hours and called it good. I, I love it. I, I, that's why it's, if we create realistic standards for people to approach, instead of just having a number of 10 hours, that'd be cool if they had like a flight book. Like you need to do, you know, a 90 degree <gasps> shot or something. My boss was listening. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'm, I'm, I'll make sure that it's scheduled. <laughs> Dang. I got to make sure that I don't tell any <laughs> more risque work stories on here. Oh, man. That's so funny. No, uh, so what I was going to say is if we, it would be funny if there was actual like, you know, requirements. Like you had to do like a shot around a building. Well, yeah, no, like, so yeah, exactly. If it's, if it's just like a checklist of like prove that you can do these moves. Exactly. And do them safely. And like, and I think that's like the idea of having so many hours of flying, but like literally you can go through everything that you conceivably need to do on the drone right. in like three hours. Right. You know, you, you use the interface, like um, change the aperture, change this or that, uh, get within so many, like get so many feet out, you know, work with your spotter to do such and such a thing. Yeah. And um, they have um, like a little like, here's some suggested maneuvers for you to do while you're training. Like, right. like do a figure eight, which I can never think of a practical reason to do a figure eight right. while you're recording something. But, you know, do a figure eight, do an orbit, do a low pass, do a high pass, do right. all these whatever. Use the active track. All those things, and it's like, if you can prove that you've successfully done those. Then you're good, right. Yeah, it's like, you should be able to take it up on your own. So it's like, the, every second that that drone has been in the sky so far, I have been there for. <laughs> <laughs> but he has more drone flying hours than I do now because of the requirement. That's so funny. I've got like almost eight, and he has just over ten. That's so funny. So, but yeah. I just I, so so the, for people who don't know, I so we I have the same drone that KBJR has. Yeah, just a Mavic Two Pro. Uh, I want to get the zoom, 
But we don't need it. We actually we can re- we can requisition a Zoom if we want. Is there one like uh, neighborly that you can borrow? Yeah, they they have a few in the pool. Yeah, that you can if you need another drone for something, or if you want to use the Zoom for a particular shot or something, you can have them set it up to you, and then you can use in this. Oh crap! I got to send the old drone back before the 18th. <gasps> oh, I got so much drone stuff to do, <laughs> man. I've also uh, got to go. And, I, I got a bunch of stuff at the office that I need to pick up too. So. You have to make a trip in there. I've I've only been back to work five times since quarantine started. Well, that's the point, right? I mean, that's so, the point. Um, and I just I try to not go there as much as possible, uh, just to. Ooh, I know something we can talk about. It's very much related. So uh, there was a shot that went viral. I think it was shot in Minnesota. Did you see the three bobcats uh, that somebody caught with a drone? I did not, but that sounds like a thing you could do. Um, so there, it went viral around the state of Minnesota. I mean, when I saw it, it had, I think, like 500,000 views or something like that. And it's these three bobcats out in a frozen lake, and this guy was flying the drone. Oh, cool. And here's what I love, right? Here's the thing. And you can share your opinion on it. So there's a whole bunch of people who say, don't bother wildlife with the drones. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's a rule. So to me, I love it. The guy put like a disclaimer on it because he didn't want to get in trouble. But he's, he got way too close, to be perfectly honest. He really did. He flew from like me to you away. Oh, that, that's, yeah, so that's these cats close. are just looking at him, you know, and they're like framed in and everything. And he's like, normally you're not supposed to bother wildlife, but they didn't seem to be too bothered by it, blah, blah, blah. They didn't seem to be too bothered by it. Be like, take across across the lake and swat the thing out of the sky. Yeah. Because that's how close he was. He was probably six feet off the ice. 10 feet away. Yeah, that's too and close. It's, it's, I, I, I borderline was too close to some geese once. Oh, dude. Bro, okay, now that's... When birds take off, I, I swear the only way that that... It AGI's, made them take off was the thing. I was flying around them, getting shots of them. And I was like, it would be cool if they took off. And I was like, eh. And I was like, <laughs> I regretted doing it immediately. Because, like, what a jerk move to just, like... Yeah. And it's not, like... They're... Geese are sort of skittish, but not super. Like, you know, well, so you can attack. almost walk up to a goose. Hey, you mess with the honk, you get the bonk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. But, yeah, so it's just like, eh. And it's like, it's not really, like, honestly, like, super worth it. You know, it's like, you're just messing with nature. And when you mess with nature, that's when you get struck by lightning. So, that's a funny story back when I was dating Kara that, you know, so, A, I always want to, you know, step in and be the cool guy. And so we were on a walk down by the river, by the St. Louis River. And there was these two geese, these parent geese with a baby goose that was tipped over in the mud. So they had slid down. Well, tipped over. Yeah. So it, so these is a mud slide type of thing. A little one, probably three feet. It was just a muddy ramp into the water. So the mom and dad slid down and made it in the water. And the baby geese went down, but it like slipped in its back. So oh, it was okay. stuck in the mud on its back. And the mom and dad geese were sitting there making a honking mess, like honk, 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 honk. So we walk over. Now, when you've around somebody who's been with, like, animals their whole life, Kara had had ducks. I think she may have geese at some point, too. But before I could even do anything, she already, like, had a stick. She's, like, down there in the mud flipping the goose over, and she got him flipped over the baby, and he took off into the water, and the parents were just looking at Kara like... Thank you, but don't touch our son ever again. Yeah. Type of thing. And uh, they swam off. I was just so blown away because she was so quick to action. I didn't even have time to like step in and be the guy who saved the goose day. But uh, no, Kara did. If she, she t- would have been there, his goose would have been cooked. Yeah, right. <laughs> Could you imagine just being like, "Oh, that's you know, that's a bummer, little buddy. See you later." Just leave them sitting there honking. Yeah, I mean, that's how you get fossils, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) He gets stuck in amber. (laughs) (laughs) you imagine what a horrible day that would be? Oh, man. I'm late for work. It's a traffic jam. Oh, great. Amber. Amber encases your whole car. Amber. 
But no, I wish you would have seen the video because it was just funny to me. Like the guy tries to disclaim himself out of any negative response, but people loved it. But it's like you can tell the people who know about drone rules are like, yeah, you shouldn't have got that close with the drone, even though I don't know if there's a specific distance, but it just says yeah, just don't bother animals. Yeah, but the Uh, zoom. Kara said she had a bunch of geese growing up. See, so she knew how to. She didn't get the bonk. She messed with the honk, but didn't get the bonk. Oh man. I love that meme. (laughs) So I've been thinking, Chris, of other ways that we can make the, the, like, add stuff to Brickable that might be cool. And I saw this one, there's this one channel, and it's, like, the Brick Experiment channel. And they'll take, like, aluminum bars, and they have, like, um, the gears and stuff, and they'll, like, twist the aluminum or break the aluminum, and they'll do stuff like that. But I thought it could be cool to do just a straight-up scientific test. So we take, like, one-by-one studs, right, Mm -hmm. in all different colors, and, like, See if any of the colors break. Like we do pressure tests. And like, oh, they're like stronger than the other. Yeah, colors. Yeah, like stronger than the other like colors. You want to build a house out of here's the color like to what build Like what color in. and like melting points. Of Brad the said all oh, the geese is where Kara got her laugh from. <laughs> 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 Not here to defend yourself, Kara. Boom, <laughs> boom. Um, but then I thought it'd be like you know like a one by one plate versus like a one by one brick versus like a two by four brick. Like you know. Is there an ideal length for structure or something like that? Yeah, we can test and see what like the, what the strongest connection patterns are and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, so I thought stuff like that could make a cool video. Because well, there's what there's tension, torsion, and what's the other one? Like the compression. Yeah, yeah. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> Kara says you're so funny. Yeah. You can <laughs> record geese car- songs, Kara, and put them in the microphone. Call in, phone a friend, I'll put you on the mic. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was one of the things I was thinking about, but uh, I'm trying to think, you know, so back to just the drone stuff, because I just like talking drones for a little yeah. bit, because we don't get to talk about it. You guys are all at the mercy of what I want to talk about. <laughs> um, so, my funny. This is the worst timeline. <laughs> so, my funny drone story was one time I was trying to fly under a bridge, and the obstacle detection picked up the top of the bridge. And it tried to push the drone down, but it didn't realize it did not pick up the fact that there was water below, and it almost pushed it right into the water. David was spotting for me on that one. He's like, "Up, up, up!" And I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "You're going to push it into the water." I barely caught that one, so now I'm afraid to fly under bridges. I mean, dude, like, in all honesty, I feel like you, we could probably just turn obstacle detection off. Or well, I don't need it. It doesn't yeah. need to be in sport mode necessarily, but you can but just yeah, turn it off. off yeah. yeah. And then, um, yeah, droning on about drones, exactly. <laughs> and then the one time you were like, "Oh, get the get you and Kara walking the dog," and I thought it was cool, and so I put it on orbit while we were walking, and I let Kara run the controls, and it almost orbited right into a tree. I wish it was record. I the, wish it was recording. It was so close. the the side The side obstacle detection is only like eight feet. It's not very much. Yeah. Then so it's like it's not enough on the sides, and it's way too much. front and back. It's like thirty five feet. Yeah, it's way too much. It's like just like just balance it out, make it like fifteen feet in every direction. Yep, just like the globe of protection. Totally agree. David says he thought the drone was a goner. Yeah. Oh yeah, for that one, for the dipping into the water. At least it was still under warranty at that point. Yeah. Oh, so David, you'd commented earlier another shirt idea um, because of the lag in here. I I couldn't connect it. What what do you think another shirt idea would be? Another shirt. Oh, we were talking about the geese at some point. God, it messed with the honk at the bonk. Probably. I think it was before that. I think it's like when you said you wanted to step in and be the cool guy. Maybe maybe that's something oh, to do with funny. that. Funny, funny, funny. I want to be the cool guy. Um, and then okay. No Mandalorian spoilers here. We'll talk about Star Wars a little bit because I can talk about Star Wars all day long. Is So a couple things I was reading is Pedro Pascal apparently, 
I talked about maybe some drama with him and John Favreau and him wanting mm-hmm. to take the helmet off. I guess a lot of that was just blown out of proportion. That is not the reason why The Mandalorian isn't coming out until 2022. It's all scheduling. That's, so that's yeah. It's it's Pedro Pascal is considered one of the most popular actors in the face of the Oh, Panama. it was Honk and Bonk. Yeah. It's, it's an old meme. I don't know if we can take that or not. You can print memes. I guess. Right? Um, Nyan Cat is, birthday is coming up at 10 years old. Really, is yeah. that old already? Yeah, Man, I'm... People are saying. Um, but anyways, um, so, and then Tamora Morrison is actually all, also very busy. And there's like a bunch of shows. That well, I guess if you're a BA dude, you end up getting a BA roles. I love him. And people, people are commenting, it's too bad you can't clone him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that level of meta humor. So I... I I know there's so many shows coming out, but it's it's going to be hard to wait for a lot of these. Like, you know. But once we're in it, we'll be in it. We'll be in it. Are you excited? I don't even know if I'm excited as excited for the Book of Boba Fett as I was, like as I am for the next season of Mandalorian. I, 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 it could go either way, you know. My excitement level is Mandalorian and Kenobi are like tied. Yeah, and then everything else is below. That. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't like. But Book of Boba Fett is going to either feel completely average, like it's good, but it's, you know, whatever. Or it could be really, really good. I don't know. Or it could be really, really bad. You'd be like, what is this, you know? I I, I hope it's – I hope they – because they've done something different flavor-wise in Mandalorian than most other Star Wars stuff. Like it's still Star Wars-y, but it's right. like it's like its own thing. I hope that they just find like whatever the right flavor is for – the Boba Fett story and just make it like its own thing instead of trying to whatever, yeah. you know, make it an extension of the Mandalorian. Oh, right. And time will only tell. Um, so the next thing, as I was thinking about this earlier, is, you know, so YouTube videos or there's always these, like, people bite on these theory videos. So I was always just trying to think to myself, I'm like, where is Luke? What, like, what is happening with Luke and Grogu right now? I'm curious. Is it going to be just training? Is he going to where the Jedi Academy was? Is the Jedi Academy that Kylo Ren was in, is it around at that point? Is this before that still technically? You know, is this like, his first student? Right. Exactly. Imagine the impact of that, you know. It could be because he, w- he was able to up and leave and end up on the ship where they're at. <laughs> Who would he put in charge while he's gone? It's hopefully not Ben. Yeah, well, he would have been... Was he, would he have even been born yet at this point? There's a way canonically to figure out the timelines because there is a book called Bloodlines and it takes place, it follows Leia from after the Death Star blew up until the... Um, like the star killer blows up the new Republic. Like there's okay. a book that fills in that gap and it follows her around. Cause like, Mandalorian is how many years after the Death Star? I don't think very much. Three to five. That's what I thought it was like somewhere like, yeah, I thought it was like three or four. Yeah. So like, I don't think that Ben is around yet. Probably if not. He is, he's, he's really young. Yeah. Way worse than Grogu. Yeah. Yeah, Grogu's, it's so funny, Grogu's 50. <laughs> I just still, I know I've talked about, I love all the memes where like Anakin's like, you're pretty cool, don't come to school tomorrow or whatever. <laughs> oh my goodness, I saw a ridiculous meme video, okay? So I saw this meme video and this will tie in. So everybody knows what Beat Saber is, I hope, it's VR, mm-hmm. you cut the blocks as they come at you. So these two guys walk in and their friend is like on his knees playing Beat Saber. And they're just looking at him like, wow, that's really, really weird. So he like finishes the level. He's 10, 15 seconds and he takes it off and, you know, he's like, oh, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm, you know, playing Beat Saber, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, why are you on your knees? And he's like, well, it's just a better workout. And he's like, you want to try it? So the guy's like, sure. So he puts on the VR headset. He gets down on his knees and then it cuts to the little kid 
voice saying, Master Skywalker, why are you here? <laughs> so it's like the VR version of what Anakin did to the younglings. <laughs> like, oh man, that is so bad. Oh, uh, so instead of Beat Saber, it's that. I just, I just thought it was really funny. The old video memes. Trying to, I wonder what was the first meme. I wonder if this was something the internet could tell us. Well, the first thing, like in my memory, the first like memeable things were just a variation of those like rage comics or those rage tunes. It'd be cool to know the history of the meme. That'd be pretty cool. What was the original meme? I, I used to love like for oh, Alone. of course, I actually knew this. I totally forgot. It's the dancing baby. The dancing that baby? That CGI baby that like dances to the oh. Uga Chaka or whatever. Uga Chaka, Uga Chaka. Yeah, yeah, this this guy right here. I mean, it's, it's not with the rainbow, but with this guy, right? That CGI dancing baby. Oh, got it. Yep. But do you remember? I miss those 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 cartoons or whatever, or uh, those like rage comics. You know, I love those. The four they're like sometimes four panels. Like they did one, you know, it was like stepping on a Lego, and then the fourth face would be the rage face or yeah. plucking a hair, and you know, rage face. But the Forever Alone always made me laugh. The big burly face with the tear crying those ones made me laugh how long is uh what's that xcsd or x no that yeah it's that redheaded kid of the braces um like bad luck oh Charlie. bad luck brian Bradley, yeah he's been around forever he uh has somebody did a painting of him just recently and then him older bought the painting of him as younger bad luck brian or whatever kind of reminds me of the um oh the rollful copter Oh, yeah, so I'm looking at what allegedly is the six earliest memes. It's a trap. Uh, bunch of, bunch of, it's a trap memes. Hamster dance. I don't even remember that one. Mm, I remember Badger, 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 Mushroom. All your base are belong to us. I remember that's... Oh, yeah. I like the when do we want it now meme. <laughs> Dancing baby. Godwin's Law. Oh, okay. I remember this. People so it's a, a chart... Of- and um, on the bottom axis, it says length of internet discussion. And on the vertical axis, it says probability of <laughs> reference to Nazis. And oh, it's, totally it's, remember that one. Yeah. The longer the time goes on, it becomes Yeah, the more likely someone's going to reference Nazis. Yeah. All right, interesting. Man, internet. Well, that just reminds me of an old Wikipedia game that you used to play and see how long. Um, it was specifically World War II, but it was just clicking links. You click a random article. And you just click links in that article and see how many steps it takes to get back to World War Two. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Well, you so, could, like, do you remember the how many pages to find porn on Google search? Like you type no. in a search term and see how many pages you can go. We've played it oh. in high school to see it. Like you do a Google image search for literally anything and see how many pages oh, you can go. Before it references it? Be- before you y- yeah, see, yeah. Um, like with the safe filter yeah. off. All those memes on the internet, according to Grunge. I'm kind of falling down a rabbit hole here, but I think it's kind of interesting. <laughs> this is what we need. You need to do a screen grab at some point, Chris. We need to get you another monitor. Is what we really, really need. That would be nice. Let's see here. Yeah. I know David is watching, and I know Kara is watching, and I know Gabriel is watching. So if anybody has any stories that they want me to tell, like if David writes in and gives me a keyword. My mama did that one time, right, and give me a keyword. I will tell some stories. See, there's badger, 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 mushroom, mushroom. That's the badger from Badger. Oh, I had never seen that one. Uh, I don't know what that's referencing. The the first internet law is that rule 39 or whatever. Yeah. Oh, no, this is the Nazi reference one. Okay. 
What is it? The one there's a, like, I can't remember the name of what it is, but it's like Rule Thirty Nine or Thirty Six or something. Yeah. Like if it exists, porn if it exists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So there we go. That's I'm satisfied with today the, in your internet history. I'm trying to think. What was the what's the funniest meme you've ever seen? Or like, what's your favorite meme? Well, I so I used to like those those rage comics. Those were always my favorite. And then those completely disappeared off the face of the planet. And then, like, when Snapchat came in, a bunch yeah, your of gamer score battles the oldest meme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, does David want me? Do I need to tell the gamer score battle? I think that's what David's talking about. I said, make a comment, and I'll tell a story. Oof, the gamer score battle. Oof. Hello, give me the great on YouTube. Hi, you give me the great. Me. What's your favorite meme? <laughs> we are, so Kara's not here today. So, so the, <laughs> give me the great welcome to Rise of the Podcast. We're going to just do a little shout out. Last time I did this, it was for somebody I knew. So hopefully <laughs> maybe you don't know us. That would be cool. <laughs> um, You'll get to know us. We talk about Star Wars a lot. And we were just talking about Mandalorian and all the new shows that were coming out. But then we went down the rabbit trail on memes. But normally we have Kara right here. We say, hi, His I'm wife. Jeremy. That's Kara. <laughs> and then that's Chris or Brownie back there, who's man behind the camera. We talk about Star Wars. We've been doing this for a lot of time. This is episode like 87. 80. What is it? 88. 88. I'm always a week behind. So 88. We've done this for 88 episodes. We do live. It's a great place. Come tell us a story about yourself. Tell us what your favorite Star Wars character is, your favorite Pokemon character, favorite nerd thing, how you found yeah, us. You're just browsing through here and decided yeah, so. to stop on in. We do talk a lot about Star Wars. We do talk a lot about other stuff, too. So well, we're, we're all-inclusive. We're huge nerds here. So we're talking about... I was reading... Oh, I, was, I, I was reading about Xbox stuff, and then like I read this, of things I wish the PS5 had. So apparently the PS5, um, you can't buy stuff, movies, on the PS5. You have to go on your PS4, buy the movie, and then it's available for you to watch on your PS5. There's no well, like, that's got to be a firmware. It, it is. It is. It's just there's a store is messed up right now, so people are having problems with that. But it was just nice to read an article about all the things the PS5 needs, and that was <laughs> one of them. There's a lot of problems with games getting downgraded. Like you can buy the PS4 version, and there might be an upgrade to PS5. If you're playing the PS5 version, it'll get automatically downgraded to the PS4. But I'm sure hey. David wants me to tell the Xbox story. Okay. He said that he's seven because we seem chill, and he can already tell he's gonna like it here. Oh, That's nice. awesome. It's too it's too bad. Kara isn't here. We usually have guests. We're into a lot of like production stuff and local filmmaking. Kara, yeah, we're in northern is, Minnesota. Yeah, we're in northern so, Minnesota. Um, we talk about food and things we love to eat, and you know it's pretty windy and cold up here. Oh yeah, you know <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Oh, another quick tangent, really quick, Chris. My mom watched Long Way Up. Okay. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. That's she, like, Apple TV, right? That is on Apple TV. Okay. Yep. And we got the whole thing figured out. We went with the fire stick and Oh great. I'm glad yeah. that worked. Yep, it totally worked. Uh it just I feel bad because you know, mine it's the app is built in. Like the Apple TV app is built into my TV. So I don't have yep. to have anything else. So now for her, she has to go to the fire stick input. Then once she's there, then she has to launch the Apple TV app, which is a little bit annoying because it's an extra. Yeah, it's an the extra. The more step. steps, the more annoying no. it gets. Yeah, for sure. Because, but you know, and then it's like, then it offers. It's like, oh, you can watch Netflix or YouTube or whatever through the Apple or through the Fire Stick, but then you can just she's it's already built into her TV. Yeah. So it's like, how many times do you have to log into the same service on the same device? Uh. You know, and then, you know, it's funny, too. It's like with Apple TV, you can also stream that stuff. Like um, David was telling me it, it, it'll if you pick something you want to watch, it'll like tell you what streaming service it's on. And then if you have it in your like um, 
if you have a subscription to it and it's linked to your Apple account, you can just like watch it through Apple TV. So it'd be funny, you know, to like pick your favorite YouTube show, you go into the Fire Stick, into the Apple TV, into YouTube, through Apple TV, on the Fire Stick. <laughs> it's Inception, but with streaming services. Yeah, it's like, who's how many people are getting paid <sighs> for me to be able to watch this? So I'm going to go back. I know David wrote it on the screen because I said write in a comment, and if you want there's a story you want me to tell, I will tell the Gamerscore story. So if you guys remember, way back in October, David and I were in a little Gamerscore competition, and I... Just over to the, the detriment years. of his health. Yes, to the it is. It was absolutely insane. So over the years, I've accumulated a gamer score of around 150,000 back in October. So over 15 years of playing, you get 150,000. This is like 10,000 a year, okay? So it's a little more than 1,000 a month. That's not so bad when you break it down that way. That's like a game completing a, a game a month. Yeah, or, that's not bad. That's or starting 30 games and getting the, you started playing achievement. Yeah, exactly. So it's not so bad. So David, you know, he was just, he wanted to close the gap a little bit. He felt like... He wanted it to be competitive. Now, and this here's is somebody thing. you've known for a thousand a years. A thousand years. So back in October, Dave and I got in a competition, and he was just trying to close the gap, and I wanted to secure the lead. So we both like played frivolous games and five-minute games, and we're studying YouTube videos and playing and going back and forth. And I was <laughs> able to like clutch the lead for the month. So David had already come up with like six, 8,000 points. So he, let's just say he was 10,000 behind me. So he was only down by two for the month. But then I came back and challenged that 8,000 grab or 6,000 grab with six to 8,000 of my own. So because of that, he maintained the same distance overall that he was. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty frustrating. So then in November, I just, we, we just, it was smooth ride, right? October was done. It was the end of the month. So through all of November, even through the holidays, it was fine. Then all of a sudden I log on and David's up by like 6,000 points again. And there was no way I was looking at the games he was playing. There was no way I was going to be able to play those same games and pull in that lead. So I pulled out the wallet and I bought a game oh. that was worth 2,000 gamer score and another one that was worth, it was just a couple bucks, and another one that was worth 1,000. And I, right within like 20 minutes left of the month before it's because it clicks over at 6 or 7 p.m. on the 30th of the month. Doesn't matter if there's 31 days or not. And I, Put myself another thousand in for the month. Okay, <laughs> so I took the lead again, further in that gap with a nice safety cushion of gamer score. So December rolls around, right? I get on, and he's only about a thousand ahead the entire month. Nice, easy month of December. I'm playing games I want to play. I'm playing Cyberpunk, playing some Call of Duty, and then I go on and check, and all of a sudden, with a day and a half left, he's up by four thousand points. Within 10 minutes of me seeing that 4,000 lead. David adds, when we made a pact for no spending money for achievements. <laughs> yes, David. We made a pact. And I broke. So. Hold on. How long have we been on the internet? You're yeah. just like Hitler. <laughs> so, so 4,000, right? And then I refresh to see what games he's playing. And he's off the leaderboard. He's off. He's gone. He's still my friend, but he's off. So David went into his profile settings and blocked people from seeing what games he's played and as activity. And in doing so, removed himself off the leaderboard, but I could still see his total amount. So now I called him up. I was like, what do you think you are doing? What did you do? And he's like, oh, you know, just, uh, don't worry about it. The score will be turned back on after the first or the, after the clock resets for the month, right? So then I went crazy, right? Now, in October, we were at 150,000 150, in October. I'm at 196,000 right now. So 
in 15 years, I got 150,000 points. In a month and a half or two months, I got 46,000 <laughs> points. That is to put it into perspective how crazy this is getting, right? So I get all these points. I'm sitting there. I'm like, Whew. these are just couple-minute games, right? They're, they're, it's, it's, it's seriously, they, they, it's ridiculous. Then I look, and one of the games I bought in November added 1,000 points for free. So I got that 1,000 points, and it explained the gap that David had taken up. So at this point, I go back and look. David is not my friend anymore. <laughs> and I looked at Kara, and she was mad. She was like, this is getting out of hand. You two need to stop what you are doing. This is bad. Now, here's the thing. It was radio silence on my part. And it was radio silence on David's part. But I thought he was over there, red, steaming, like, I'm not even your friend anymore. <laughs> I felt so bad. I had to stare down and sober up with a glaring face at his reality. Is it what's more important, your friends or your gamer score? And I made that decision right then and there. The gamer David score, can go F off. <laughs> gamer score is not anywhere near as important as my friendship with David. So for a day, I just had like this sinking feeling. I was like, oh man, I feel so bad, you know? And I'm afraid to call him even because it like, he unfriended me. He unfriended me. I felt so bad. So then I got the first. He says, first... well, I was a little man. <laughs> I got the first blast of fresh air. I got a, a one of the mini pounds off my back was lifted when he liked a picture of Chip on Facebook. So I was like, well, if he still likes Chip, there's hope for our hey, friendship. He's independent. He's only 50% you, yeah. so he's still likable. There's still hope for our friendship, right? So then, and I was checking his score. Even though he blocked me, or he unfriended me, I could still search his name and see him, right? And see oh, I thought you were going to log into Kara's account and, like, snoop. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. You know, that you, only, you know that it's bad if you unfriends Kara, too. Oh, right, right, right. And he hadn't. So, so I was like, there's still hope for this. So around 6, and I had been checking, he was at, like, 181,000 score, and I was at 196, right? So I get a phone call around 6 o'clock, and it pops up with David. And I'm like, Kara, Stop. I have to answer this phone call. She's like, I'm like, it's David. She's like, oh, thank goodness. You two can be fix and make up or whatever. So I answered the phone. I was like, hey, how's it going? He's like, I'm here to offer a truce. <laughs> so I instantly accepted as the fool that I am. The oh. fool that I am. I accept this truce because I had not checked his gamer score all day. So he's like, no more money on games. Just play what you want. Well, I'm happy with where we're standing. And I'm like, and I already accepted the truce because I felt so bad. So I accepted the truce, and he says that he got over 20,000 gamer score, and he's sitting at 195. <laughs> we are only 1,000 apart now. So in my greed, if I would have let the 4,000 ride, I'd still be like 4,000 up. But because I pushed myself up to 196 from like 190 or whatever, he brought himself all the way up to 195. But we are on an official truce. I feel good about it. I'm okay if David beats me in gamer score. It's fine because my friendship is more important. And then I told Chris, even, I said, David watches the podcast. I can't ostracize him because that's 50% of our viewership. I can't do that. And he, David. Uh, he, he, and said, he, he, he mentioned that he accidentally unfriended you. He just tried to block you from seeing stuff more. So I can clarify that. So yes, so it came out in the wash after the fact that he all he wanted to do was block me so I couldn't see his score and his diabolical plans, but in the process of blocking, it also unfriends you. So he unblocked me immediately, 
but Facebook and um, Facebook, Xbox doesn't send you like friend requests anymore. It's kind of like if you add a person, you can see them as your friend. It's kind of like Instagram, maybe. And it, it, you know, and they, but you're actually friends once you both add each other. Yeah. But it doesn't tell you. So he had added me instantly, and if I would have just sent him a friend request on Xbox, I was just so afraid of rejection <laughs> that I was gonna wait until it smoothed over before I offered the branch. But that is a story of what Gamerscore can do. To long-term friends. I said, David. What a first world problem. We have been friends on <laughs> Xbox since like before 2005. That streak has been broken. It's a good thing it doesn't have, you know, like Snapchat's got, you can, how many days you yeah, snap people. Yeah, friends since, yeah. Friends, and, and um, it's a good thing Xbox doesn't show that. Because in my heart, we are still friends since 2005 on Xbox. So <laughs> that was a great gamer score debacle of 2020. And now that it's over. Story. So now my only goal now is I want to hit 200k i'm so close <laughs> but he'll he'll beat me there i know he will he will uh, gibby on youtube while you were telling your story i didn't want to interrupt the no, flow but uh he says i love star wars the main things are count dooku luke skywalker and obi-wan love me some count dooku as an it, underrated his, character. his story is so much better than it gets represented on the screen totally totally oh, it's ridiculous and then of course with like grogu and luke and everything going on in the last episode i like luke got uh, some screen time he deserved. Like, Boba Fett got... We talked about why do people like Boba Fett in the past, right? You only see him, you know, get yeah. blasted into a Sarlacc pit, really. And I mean, that's like, about it. He's got the cool armor. He gets presented and, like... Here's the thing, like, talking about, like, storytelling and stuff. No one ever says, wow, Boba Fett, the coolest bounty hunter ever, right? Right. It's just the way that people interact. Darth Vader has to go to him directly and say, no, no disintegrations. disintegrations. So you know that this guy's running around just ashing people across the universe. Well, it makes sense, too, when you start watching The Mandalorian, he must have the same rifle as uh, Mando had, <laughs> you know? You know, so it's like, so, like, right away, when Darth Vader... Is like making sure that you're not going too hard. Right. <laughs> you know you're good. I've seen Rogue One. I've seen what Vader's capable of. Anyways, no. love me some Luke. And everybody knows who watches Obi-Wan's my favorite. Absolute favorite. Old yeah. Ben, I love him. Yep. Yeah. He's, oh, I'm so excited for Kenobi series. It's going to be so good. I'm, I just keep getting like afraid that they're going to be like cutting down. It's, it's only going to be one episode. <laughs> I know, right? Just one, how many ever. Just give it six hours. I'll give you one six-hour episode. That's fine. I'll watch it all the way through uninterrupted. Uh, David says, I'd be at 200,000 already if I wasn't out of town this weekend. No! <laughs> See? Uh, Mike says, so mad, man. Lauren only has eight episodes a season. I know. It's, it's tough. It's the worst. It's tough. It's tough to say goodbye to that sort of thing, you know? It, it, it was just... It ended so well. I mean, at least it's an ending I can live with. For, can you imagine if they wouldn't have tied yeah, There was some to, satisfaction. Yes. Yeah, so it's, you're not just like, oh, you know, I'm going to wait two years. Can't believe it. Man, I'm digging these comments. I'm digging these new people. I just loved when I was like, hey, welcome to that other previous person. And it ends up being Tiffany's husband, the yeah. raccoon killer. Or you said, hey, we should, whatever. And it was the author. Because I said the name of the author. And oh, you thought hey, it was me shouting out a new yeah, person. Yeah, that's totally right. Because I get so excited <laughs> when there's new people that come by here. <laughs> Oh, my kind of goodness. fun. I love going live. We just started going live of May of this year. If you go back and watch any of our other stuff, it, it, if you go back and watch the first episode, that'll put it into perspective how far we've come since we've started. We used to have two, we had what's called stage one and stage two, and we used to do um, shoot the long ends of the room that we're in, and then the comic book background fell off the wall. And But I really like doing everything over here now. And we just recently did the lights on the shelves, which are awesome. I sent you guys know. that before and after picture. It's unreal. So it's like it's you know what's crazy is like the before picture was from before we started locked everything in over yep. here. 
Um, and like the, how consistent we were able to get the, like, it just sort of looks like two of the same picture. But, yeah. Um, even having to move the camera equipment back and forth from ugh, room one nightmare. to room two and, oh, we always keep trying to do turnkey. If I could just have, oh, just a little bit more space. Yeah. A little, a little bit more, more space, space, like 10 more cameras. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh, here we've got to this really important angle real ooh, quick. <laughs> that's normally where Kara would sit. Um, so Mike says, wait. Two years before season three for Mando? Yeah, it's not coming yes, out until 2022. Exactly. Not until 2022, correct. Well, so. I suppose 2021 now. Oh, yeah, so it's only, it's, uh, it's just next year. It's just next year. <laughs> I was also trying to say. 700 Chip, days from now. I was trying to tell Carol, I'm like, Chip's a year old. She's like, nice try. He's two weeks old. <laughs> no, he's a year now. You can yeah, say he was born, he was born last, last year. year. That's my favorite thing. That type of stuff will never get old. Uh, oh, uh, Gibby says he found us in Recommended. Oh, no. Well, thank you, YouTube. Yeah, for, for throwing for us a bone. Yeah, <laughs> we've had some uh, unfortunate uh, feelings towards YouTube occasionally. Man, Gibby, I'm so glad you're here. That's so awesome. If you're comfortable, you can say like what state you're from. You know, let us know or where you're from in the world. We have Gabe from Puerto Rico and Brad from California. I love these guys. They've been on here forever. Juliet doesn't get to tune in live as much, but no. she's coming in from Georgia. This letter right here is actually from Juliet. Chris, we can do the. We can do the thing. If you want to send us an email, oh you can goodness. send us an email at contact at riseofthepodcast.com. You can tell us about your Star Wars experiences. You can tell us about your favorite characters. We, you can challenge Jeremy to feats of strength. Yeah, right. You can do whatever you want, and we'll read your letters live on the podcast. We will, absolutely. Oh, from the great state of Texas. Yay! I, I love, love Texas. Texas. I, you and I went down, uh, the first time I ever went was with you for well, RTX we went down 2013. RTX, yeah. We went down and saw Rooster Teeth uh, down there at their convention in Austin. Austin, yep. And then beautiful Ka- city. Kara and I went down. I've been to Dallas. I've been to Houston. Uh, I bought a car out of Houston. My friend Dave and I, who's watching, we bought an RX-7, and we drove it Money all the way set from, on fire. Yep, many times. <laughs> uh, we drove it from Houston all the way up I-35 because we live right at the tip of where I-35 ends. Yep, you've been to both ends of I-35. Yep, I have. I've been totally. to almost both ends of I-35. Yep. Um, I've driven almost every foot of I-35. Yeah, isn't that crazy? What I'm, what I'm missing is from the Dallas. South, from Austin South. Oh, yep. And then from Dallas to Oklahoma City. That's it, huh? I've driven every other every other inch of that highway. Well, and it's so funny because it's like, yeah, we li- like literally I can drive I-35 to its end right at the tip of Lake Superior there. It's, it's where it ends in the on the north side of things. Um, Gibby wants to know what is your favorite Star Wars story that has to, so he says, he's clarifying, or she, I guess, um, what I meant is a story of yours that has to do with Star Wars. So something Star Wars related. I think I have a really good one that I like, but. So, okay. Okay. I'm going to, but I guess I, I long winded Gibby. I'm a long winded, <laughs> very aggressive storyteller. So basically Star Wars has been a big part of my life since the beginning. I used to watch the reruns on like TLC and TNT and all the old movie channels. And my, my, my parents are like, we like Star Wars. We think this is something that's okay for you to watch. You go ahead and watch it and absorb it. Then the movies came out in 99 and I got to go see Chris and I went to the movies in 99. I went to the mid Riley releases. I was 10, 11 years old seeing these movies. And then the one came out when I graduated high school, the return to revenge of the Sith, yep. revenge of the Sith came out when we watched high school, but then it had been put on the back burner in my life after that movie for quite a few years. I was really into cars for a while and stuff like that. And then I got, and star Wars didn't really have a whole lot of action outside of like the clone it, wars. It didn't, it didn't really. And I didn't even watch the clone wars until 2015 and it had came out in 2008. So it was kind of on the back burner until I got a star Wars Lego set. 
And then that's why you can see why there's so many Legos around. And then once I'm like, oh, I remember how much I love Star Wars, it became a thing that was easy for people to shop for me. They were able to get me Star Wars presents. So then it was like, the more presents I got, the more I like Star Wars, the more I like Star Wars, the more people gave me presents. So it became this cyclical thing. But the big defining moment for me recently was when they A, re-released the movies. Watching and seeing The Force Awakens come back, I had so much hype to see a Star Wars movie in theaters again. And I loved The Force Awakens. It, rem- it was a clone of The New Hope. That's fine, but it was awesome. But my favorite Star Wars experience that I've ever had was going to Star Wars Celebration for the first time in Chicago in 2019. Yep. 2019, Kara uh, and I went to Star Wars Celebration in Chicago. She has this awesome cosplay of Ahsoka that she did. Very, 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 very good. A fulcrum. If you want to see one. it uh, on our channel, we have uh, the I'm No Jedi parody of Bad yes, Guy. Yes, and you can see Kara. We did an awesome parody of the Billie Eilish song, and Kara's in it, and she dances around and sings this parody. And it's Can't really, dance really a whole fun. lot because of the kind of <laughs> all over the place. And Which Rosario Dawson found out how hard that is. I'll also add, she's flossing because I told her to floss. Yes, and I so endorse Everyone it. hates it. But I think it's hilarious. People are 50-50. They either love it or they hate it. Uh, But anyways, I went to the Star Wars celebration, and I knew, like, I was blown away. I had never been to a con before. I've been wanting to go to Comic-Con my whole life. So to see one that was, like, nothing but Star Wars was absolutely awesome. We walked around, and we met people that were in the 501st who were super passionate about building Star Wars props and dressing up as Star Wars characters. We saw all the cosplayers who are all super nice and who love to take pictures with you. We had all the people who loved Ahsoka come up to Kara and want to take pictures with her. I remember she said she had, like, 500 pictures Oh, it was unbelievable. I, it was unreal how much fun it was. So then there was a General Kenobi um, from the Clone Wars that came up. And when those two stood next together, that was the longest photo op we had because people just kept coming and coming and coming to get Ahsoka with General Kenobi. And his, his he had like the same hair color, like the reddishy blondish Kenobi hair color, and then the plasticky armor, and then the pose. And it looked really good. Kara looked awesome. It was so cool to see everybody. But getting to meet the celebrities like Peter Mayhew, we met a couple weeks before he passed away. We got to meet Lando Calrissian, so uh, D- Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams. We met D. Bradley it's, Baker. Yeah, D. Bradley Baker and Billy D. Williams is really easy hard to, to mix to up. Mix yeah. up. Um, so the only person, and he just wasn't there. It would have been Mark Hamill. I would have loved to have meet, and then Carrie Fisher had passed away at that point. But getting to just meet all those people. It was absolutely amazing. Anthony Daniels was a stone throw away from me a couple times. Finn was walking around on the floor of the. Um, uh, John Boyega was around, you know, Finn, and mm-hmm. uh, it was just so awesome. Mark Thompson, the narrator, and Timothy Zahn, the guy who wrote the Thrawn books. All Timothy of that Zahn was, legend. It was unbelievable. He's been writing Star Wars books forever, like the non-canon ones, some of my favorite non-canon, <sighs> what do you call them now, legends? Yeah, legends. Legend stuff for Timothy Zahn. So, long story short... I love so much Star Wars, but being able to go to the Star Wars celebration, we immediately had gotten tickets. We got tickets for Disney After Dark for the 2021 in Anaheim that was canceled or postponed to 2022 due to COVID. Yeah, to 2022. So that's gonna be a that's gonna be a year, dude. Mando mm-hmm. season three, celebration. Star Wars celebration. Star Wars After Dark. <sighs> so I, our so that, tickets better be grandfathered in for Disney After Dark because that was an absolute nightmare to get those tickets. Yeah, that, that, yeah. They, so the website crashed. I had them in my cart. And then they got the website had crashed and my purchase didn't go through. Absolutely nothing. I didn't get a confirmation email or anything. Three or four days later, I get a phone call from Disney saying, we realized you got these tickets and the purchase didn't go through. Well, they called you and you didn't answer. I didn't you answer. Back, I had to call back. And it was like something, something bar in, yeah. Yeah, in Disneyland. Yeah, it was the Disneyland <laughs> bar number, like a restaurant <laughs> bar and grill that was in Disneyland when they called me back. And um, I was able to get the tickets and... 
Oh, I hope I hope we still have them. Well, so that Star Wars Celebration Chicago is the reason the podcast exists. That is the reason the podcast exists. Yep. So, uh, uh, Gibby says they're currently reading uh, Jedi Lost Count Dooku. Oh, okay. I have a story about that. That was originally an audio book, okay? And we went by the Penguin Publishing audio book place at the Star Wars Celebration, and they had a sneak peek at that when that book was coming out. And the audio book was coming out, and they were talking about how they got the actual voice actress that played Asajj Ventress to voice Asajj. Oh, cool. And the, the Clone Wars actor that did the voice of Dooku also was did it. It's, it's a tremendous audio oh, book. I can't remember his name. But to sit there, and these people talk, you know, like I'm talking passionately about Star Wars right now. These people were that passionate about this book because they were the ones who worked on it and made it into an audio book. So awesome, awesome, Christopher awesome. Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Well, the original Count Dooku, but who does the voice for the Clone Wars one? Oh, that's right. Uh, Corey Burton. Must be him. Michael Donovan. One of the two. Mike, well, really, Michael Donovan? Is that the, oh, different Michael Donovan. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah. as far as... Corey Burton it, is the Clone Wars one. Got it. Is it. If you want to know just like my favorite Star Wars story that's being told... Well, so well, let me... So okay. my favorite thing around Star Wars is uh, when we... Oh, hold on. Okay, so he's a dude. Yeah. He's, oh, definitely... Yeah, the audiobooks are totally worth it. Oh, but, they're like, awesome. They're, they're as fast as reading it yourself, and then you get that little extra sort of textural experience of, like, mm-hmm. the different voices and stuff, and sometimes, you know, like, you'll read, like, a paragraph, and you'll totally not retain it and have to go back and reread it and stuff. Yep. You don't have to deal with any of that. Too bad we're not brought to you by Audible. <laughs> right? We should be. Um... But so my favorite Star Wars related thing is when we went to Galaxy's Edge and you and I were looking at the X-Wing, the oh. the uh, Resistance X-Wing, and we we're like talking about it. I was like, oh, yeah, it's got blah, blah, blah. And then we're talking, and all of a sudden, like, the shadow comes up upon us and we get tapped on the shoulder and it's freaking Chewbacca. It was like live in person right there. And it was so freaking awesome. Like the experience at Galaxy's Edge, if you ever get to go, is so freaking good. So here's what's awesome, too. Whenever you see one of the main Star Wars characters walking around Galaxy's Edge, they go to people who aren't running after them, right? Everybody, like, runs to them, and then they just kind of, like, go off and do their thing. Mm -hmm. The unexpected aspect of it, Chris, which was what was so cool. I just never expected it. Like, all of a sudden, there's seriously a shadow. We both turn, and it's like, there is Chewbacca right there. We're in the middle of nowhere, just, like, off by this X-Wing. large as life, literally. Yeah, and we're just sitting there BSing about, oh, is this the Rebel or the Resistance version? And all, like, nerding out about this X-Wing. And it's just Chewbacca was there. And he commented on, like, Chris's beard. Yeah. Like, he, like, <laughs> pantomimed the beard and, you know, did his, you know, <laughs> you know over his beard. Then he pointed at... You were a Han and Chewie Millennium Falcon shirt. Yeah, I had, I had a Han and Chewie Millennium Falcon shirt, so he, like, thumbs up my thing. And then he patted me on the head. I'm 6'1". I don't have a lot of people I look down to, but to be patted on the head by Chewbacca, (laughs) it was mind-blowing. It's like, that never happens. You know, I felt small. I felt like a kid. That's the point. It was awesome. Yeah. Just be like, hey there, chap. You grow up, you can be like Chewbacca someday. Like, good kid. (laughs) Like, that's what it felt like. Like, you're good. You like Star Wars. You're good. Here you go. You know. You're cool enough to be on the Millennium Falcon. (sighs) That was a sick ride, too. Oh. And I heard Rise of Resistance is really good, and it's like, when are we going to be able to go to it, you know? Hopefully in 2022. I hope so. I hope it's so. It's still August, right? Like August 22nd to 25th yeah, or yep. something. I got to take time off now so that <laughs> nothing can stand in my way. 
I requested this off two years ago. <laughs> Long have I waited. <laughs> I love Palpatine. And Star Wars special. Anyways, so you had specifically mentioned that you were reading the Account Dooku Asajj Ventress book. If you want to talk about my favorite series, I really like the Aftermath series, but Lost Stars is one of my favorite non-main pieces of Star Wars that there is. It's a very Romeo Juliet style uh, story that follows um, a male and female who one ends up, they both end up working for the uh, Imperial Navy. And then one realizes that maybe the Empire is not the way to go and he breaks off and joins the Rebel Alliance. And it follows that their love story between uh, how they're able to meet and interact and swallow the pill that they have different ideals uh, that you know and worldviews, which is a huge thing for a character. Because yeah. the, their worldviews or their personality is what like drives them forward. It's what's their thing, right? And so the fact that they're opposites now is just incredible. But it follows very closely with events of the original trilogy. So she like sees him flying. So she doesn't see him. She sees a speeder and she recognizes the flight maneuvers and knows it's him. <laughs> like, it's just really cool. So you get a little bit of Hoth in there. He runs in and there's a no name character. They didn't want to name drop him, but this guy's giving him advice and really like driving it home. And he's cocky and arrogant. What's well, totally Han Solo on Hoth. Like giving him life <laughs> advice. They just don't admit it. Cause it's like, he yells at a Wookiee and the Wookiee's banging on the ship and, Funny. It's totally, it's totally This one goes there, that yeah, one goes there. <laughs> Don't take it apart, or whatever he says. So, Rocket Joe does a crying laughing emoji. Oh, fun. So that's one of my favorite books, uh, Lost Stars, about Star Wars. It's fantastic. And the new, tr the new Thrawn trilogy with uh, um, Thrawn the Rodo and uh, uh, Eli Vantos. If Kara's still around, if she bothers to chime in. Yeah, she was here at the beginning, and she's been suspiciously quiet ever since. Yeah. She's probably... She's probably watching Netflix or something. Yeah. Man, Kara. Wasting all your Netflix. Chime in at any moment. Man, Gibby, it's cool that you're here. If you like Legos, we also have a channel called Brickable. Uh, you can go check it out. We do Lego builds and review Legos and do fun time lapses where I make tons of mistakes building Legos, and it's all... Yeah, it's a, I, I still have yet to see somebody do a similar take to the Lego time lapses that we do. It's so much fun. They're really, really fun. Uh, we've been doing YouTube, like I said, since May of 2019. Yeah, because it had been April when we went to the Star Wars celebration uh, doing our thing, and it's really fun. We're live. I love talking to people. I love meeting new people. I, I think it's so cool. You're from Texas. Texas yep. is amazing. Like we said, I love it. I've been to Waco. I've been to Austin. I've we, been we've to, debated. It's like if we were gonna move, I would move go to down to Texas. Yeah. Absolutely, I love it down there. Don't have to shovel. People comment me on my clothes, Chris. They're like, "Oh, you've got such style." Because Kara picked my outfit. <laughs> Somebody in Austin, you know, they like style down there, and they made me feel really good. They like my shirt. It had popsicle sticks and flamingos on it. So. Well, that's right. You guys went down there. You went and got some home slice. Yeah. Oh, dude, home slice pizza. Yeah, absolutely. So, so good. So. Was there, to... a, was there a comment? I saw a comment. Oh, yeah. So uh, Rocket Joe said, I can't believe you like Star Wars. You're never going to have friends. <laughs> <laughs> hence the empty couch. Yeah. Hence, hence the empty couch. Oh, that, that was too Gibby. Oh, got it. But, yeah, yeah, your wife can't even stand your Star Wars obsession. <laughs> Not right, she had to bounce. Sorry, everybody. That reminds me of Indiana Jones. Mom never understood your obsession with the Grail, Dad. I know, I know. Oh, yes, she did. Only too well. well only too well. Oh, I love that movie. I still cannot believe he's gone, Sean Connery. Uh, I cannot believe it. He lived a life, at least. Yeah, he did. He did. It was so cool. I loved all of his movies. Indiana Jones growing up, man, that was... I believe that people should read books instead of burning them. them. I was reading a really cool thing about uh, Indiana Jones and how people were mad at the way Ray was portrayed because she had too much natural talent. And somebody made the counter argument that Indiana Jones had a bunch of natural talent. But then the thing is, it's assumed that 
you see Indiana Jones when he's older, so he's had time to build up to this talent, and they like tell her. Yeah, because he's like mid thirties at least yeah. by the time you. So it's plausible where like Ray didn't have like the pre abilities that Indiana Jones would have, but then There's... they went back and they did the they did the thing where he like uses the whip for the first time as a kid oh, yeah. in the third one, Last Crusade. I love that. The book is in Berlin. I love that. Movie. There's a way to call in and add our opinion from Final End Productions. I mean, you can. Uh... If, if you don't get a carpal tunnel from typing it out, we'll definitely read your comments on here. <laughs> we have an email, which Chris said, we would, okay, there's a, a tool that would make calling in a lot easier. It's it's just, it's one step away from being easy to interface. We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, so yes, that'd be coming. And if you have any uh, you know advice on how, but we, there's a, an audio mixer that will allow us to be able to take phone calls. And That'd be pretty cool. Story short. And, and we would love like a to burner have that. number or something. Yeah, absolutely. For to call Google in. number. You can just yeah. assign a Google phone to it. And uh, but yeah, there's a new audio mixer. Um, too bad we didn't get the two thousand dollars stimulus instead of the six hundred dollars <laughs> yeah. one. We could have got the mixer instead, or paid for internet for a month. <laughs> yeah. Instead, I love it. Is there so is that is, is Rocket Joe new? Yeah, I think so. Well, hello, Rocket Joe. I gave. I, I'm really bad at remembering who's come in and not. Well, I just assume everybody's new half the time. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Normally, you know, welcome. We've been doing this for a while, live, live since May of this year. Is that right? Or no? Well, we we, we did our first live one in May, and then we started going live regularly in July. And then we've dressed it up from here. Yeah. Um, but it, this is a place we come and do this every Saturday at seven. Like, no, not fail. That's why I'm here. Kara's home. We just had a baby. Kara and I just had a baby in. Uh, Two weeks ago, and so I am here just for the sake of because it. Because you're I, a good dad. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, we just want this to be a place where you guys can comment in a discussion, and hopefully in the future call in and uh, shoot the breeze for an hour, hour and a half each uh, each Saturday. And we, we love doing it. Um, if you have, do, we talk about Star Wars. We talk about other stuff too. Plug away if you want to. If you want to use this space to like plug your own product, I will come and check out your stuff. If you have a YouTube channel or if you have any like Instagram or anything that you work on in the side, passion projects or hobbies, put them in the comments. We'll definitely check them out. We'll it's talk it's about always them. interesting checking out what drives other people to actually make content because like they're. Most people are passionate about something, but is it to the level where you're actually going to create something out of it? Absolutely. So. And it's been fun. If if I have a couple like recommendations, go back and watch it like a minute. You don't have to watch the whole thing. Watch a minute of the first podcast we ever did, and then come to now. It's quite crazy how much it's changed. But then I recommend going and checking out the Dorito or the the chip. The chip up? Nope. The box is out in the hallway. We had a fun episode where Kara had to lick a nine volt battery, and then I had to eat the one chip challenge. Uh, thanks to Chris's sister. Haha. <laughs> Which was super crazy. Oh, did we get a shout out? Or did we get a plug? Uh, no, I'm just taking care of something real quick. Oh, got it. Got it, got it, got it. That's really fun. We love Mando. Love Mando, absolutely. Um, we have guests on sometimes. We're really into filmmaking besides Star Wars. We really like production, making films, photography. And so we have had the opportunity, the awesome opportunity, to have on people like, um, his name is Keith. And he has a movie on Amazon Prime called Gravedigger Dave's Halfway House. We've also had a couple people, a couple on here named Wyatt and Adriana, who shot, and I always butcher it, Chris, help me out, name of their movie? Uh, Blind Truth. Blind Truth. It is on Amazon Prime as well. That They're both free now, right, if you have Prime? Yeah. Yep. That's... So go to Amazon, check out Blind Truth or Gravedigger Day's Halfway House to see some local production that was made right here in our hometown of Duluth, Minnesota. It's pretty darn awesome. Pretty so, darn yeah, awesome. the, the, for a couple of 23, 24-year-olds running around, like, what they were able to get done is pretty insane. I can't forget one of the most important ones. Also, Cinephile Studios on YouTube is also oh. a local... Pr- uh, Did you see he launched a new channel? 
He did? Yep. The Daily I, Cinephile. I did not see so, that. So yeah, it's a daily vlog channel. Fun. So and I've watched I've watched both of them so far. It's um, it's interesting. It's a departure from because like he normally does like movie reviews and stuff. Yeah. And uh, but what he's doing? Oh my gosh! Just oh no! Uh, get out of here! I'm doing all sorts of broken things right now. I'm sorry. Are you breaking <laughs> stuff? Are you breaking stuff? Yeah. Do we do we have some comments? We gotta go back. No, we're good. We're good. Yep, we're fine. Okay. Well, so, the board. Oh yeah, uh, we had Daryl on. He made his board game all Hallows Eve. Yeah. Actually. What do you have going on back there? I got. I, I have what? a copy. You have a copy? Yep. So cool. Is this your copy? That's my. That is my copy. So now, when we want to play, we can play it with your copy, Chris. So we had a guy, a local uh, guy, on here, and he hasn't done anything. Kick. This is just literally him, right? Yeah. That he. Everything in there, he made. So the, his game is called All Hollows Eve. And I got to play my first game with Daryl, and it's a very fun take on um, a board game that I've never played before. So there's two different style characters. You have these awesome gridded boards, okay? You can cut to my angle, Chris, and I can show you a little bit more. You have these awesome gridded boards with sidewalk, houses, and obstacles, and you have two different types of ways to play. Oh, There's, real quick, we can't forget to shout out Latin Operation Forces, says Gabe. <laughs> I want to do a special shout out to the Latin Operation Forces, who we've originally met on Facebook. Because we, we like to stream, this goes to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, all at the same time. The Until Latin one of them wants to partner with us, they're going to all three. <laughs> yes, exactly. Latin Operation Forces is an absolutely awesome group where we get so much of our Star Wars information and any type of gaming, PS5, Xbox, PC now stuff, they go live, they do live streams, we get to see their builds, but it's their personalities that really make these guys awesome. They're so, they're a great group of people. Go check them out on Facebook. I'm If you guys have a YouTube, throw it on there or let us know where you, you can see them. Yeah, go ahead and feel free to dump some links in the chat. Dump some links. Dump away. Link dump. Deploy. Yep. Um, So Daryl's game, it's really cool. There's two different types of ways to play. There is a group of trick-or-treaters, and there is a group of monsters, okay? And right now there's three. There's Mischief, the pumpkin man, uh, Witch, and Cog, who's my favorite, who I got to play, and... It's kind of what would you describe it as a cross between? Like the, the cards are like have abilities in them, just like any type of playing card game, like magic. Yeah, abilities. You know, it's like um, it, it's it, it seems like when it's being described, it seems more complicated than it actually is. Very easy. It, it's like a lot of games. Like once once you actually start getting like into the flow of how the gameplay works, it goes quick and it's really fun. It's it simulates trick or treating, but you're trying to collect all the candy before the monsters kill all the children. Yes. It's, Really, really, really fun. It is very, very fun. Very cool. And like I said, handmade in Minnesota. You can check you can go to Facebook.com slash all Hallows Eve. And check it out. We will put Daryl's game in Kara's spot. There we go. Look at that. It's short. It's a aren't you a little short? Daryl's short. <laughs> there you go. That's perfect right there. Now I can crack a short joke about Daryl because he does it to himself, right? Yeah. Somebody self depreciates, you can crack those jokes. Yeah, absolutely. I hope. No, Daryl's absolutely awesome. Uh, Daryl told me some awesome stories of just his life. Just the last time he was down here, about he was dropping off the game. Actually, oh, is that what he was <laughs> yeah. doing down here? Nice. Uh, but it was awesome, just about what it's like being a father and stuff like that. It was really cool. Made me feel good. Made me feel really good. 
We have a, a shoulder to lean on if something crazy happens. I too. do. I do. And actually, Chris, super funny story. So Kara hates the IT crowd. It's because she doesn't have intelligence. <laughs> so, you know, they made a special edition like last year. They made yeah, it was one, like one off. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yep. Okay. I just watched it this morning. Kara, that was Kara was upstairs trying she says to says I'm artistic. Yeah. <laughs> she says I'm emotionally artistic. That's yeah, not a thing. I'm on the artistic spectrum. You're on the artistic spectrum. That is not a thing. And, yeah. <laughs> this is all IT crowd if you didn't know. But um, it's so good. The uh, <laughs> so he go, so um, the main female lead goes to get a coffee and she's like in love with the barista and he's this beautiful tall Spanish man and he's like making her this coffee and he like draws her portrait in the coffee art <laughs> and she comes in and it's it's Wyatt and or no Moss and um well, I can't, it's been a while since I've seen it but yeah uh, because the, the the lead calls him Ross so it's, his name starts with an R right yeah so it's Morris Moss is one of them yeah and then uh, so I can't remember the Scots name. Killing me. The IT crowd. Sorry, Chris is looking it up. Yeah. Sorry for the delay. Casting characters. Roy. Roy. Ah. Okay. So Roy goes there and there's a short person making his coffee. And the guy can't reach the steamer and he can't reach the milk. So he makes this garbage cup of coffee. And so he's emotionally unsound right he doesn't realize he's being mean yeah. so he goes back there and he's about to yell at this person for being too short and they need to get out of the industry <laughs> and um the the <laughs> female says no you can't do that jen jan yeah, jen, jen jen and she's like you can't do that so he slips this guy a note so they're walking back to the office and the short guy comes up and starts yelling at him and he says did you write this note and so then um roy just goes just crazy on this guy and he tells him like you're too short to be in the industry you're blah 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 and somebody's filming it. So it comes out that this guy is extremely, they call it racist, and he tries to defend himself by saying short isn't a race, and he can't be racist because that's not a thing. Long story short, the joke that made me laugh my butt off, Chris, was the one where his girlfriend asked to be him a pallbearer, and everyone is super short and he's tall. So it's like him carrying, he's six foot, and everybody else is like on air three foot. Yeah. And it's like he's got to be the pallbearer with these three foot people, and... I thoroughly enjoyed the last episode. Such a funny show. I wish they were making more. There's of it. like there's a big gap between that one and the previous. Oh, like big a few gap. Years. Yeah, a couple, many many years. But yeah, it's really good. It's worth checking out. So I tried to watch it, and of course, then Kara came down because she was awake and she heard Chip crying. So she tried to help me out, and I was like, "No, I have this. You take care of you, Kara. You need rest. I can do she's this." She's probably napping right now since she's not interacting oh, with us. That's right. I've even Kara call out show. It is a Kara call out show. So. Well, if you have any other, if you want to tell us any more about yourselves, anybody, I'll gladly do some final interactions with you here. Oh, we got another comment. Yep. Uh, this, was, uh, this is from Latin Operation Forces. Jeremy, it has come to our attention that you've been playing COD Cold War. How about a game sometime? I would love that. Now, oh, okay, another funny story. All right. <laughs> There's always a story There's with you. always a story. I really like this version of COD. I've like I used to like COD, and then I played Halo, and they're Destiny. There's so many good first-person shooters, but sometimes nothing scratches the itch like just playing a regular mil like with regular military weapons, anything not crazy like M16s, MP5s, regular military, just a fun classic shooter. And COD fits that bill for me. I've really liked uh, playing it. My friend Jarrett had got me into Warzone, and I loved PUBG, Battle Royale, and I've really enjoyed some Warzone. 
but I also really enjoyed zombies because he's walked me through how to play the zombie game. So I know like how to get the pack-a-punch machine going and how to do all this and having somebody show me was really, really fun. So I have been playing some COD. I've really enjoyed it. I would love to play some COD with you guys, whether we play Cold War, multiplayer, we play Warzone, or we play zombies. I'm down for all of them. Um, but so funny story is, so we, I have a two-week-old at home, and I was playing some COD, and I can have a potty mouth when I play some COD. <laughs> it's and a potty so mouth. There is these giant radioactive zombies, and for some reason. Um, uh, Jarrett calls them a chonga. Okay, these radioactive zombies, right? Mm-hmm. So, hold on, what's, uh, so Brian, I'm not going to even attempt to sorry <laughs> say your last name. <laughs> Says I'd love to have you peeps on the Earth 16 Comics Wire. We can definitely talk Star Wars comics. That'd be absolutely. Awesome. Send us an email or yeah. write it. Write, send me a yeah, contact. You can, you can, you yeah, can, you can send an email here to, to set stuff up, or you can go message us on Facebook. It's Facebook.com/slash Rise the Podcast. Millions of ways to get a hold of us. We have an Instagram. I'm just really bad at it. Yep. I think we have so, like three pictures on there. Facebook, email, or comment. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. How current are you on the Star Wars Darth Vader comics? I see a lot of spoilers for them on Reddit. I do too. And that's about the gist of it. I want to get into them. I know that there's some good stuff in there, but... I mean, there's there's a lot of revelatory things that have happened in this last arc. I, I only know them through tidbits and snapshots. I've, I've seen people talking about them on... Boards. He'll still be able to form opinions, I'm sure. <laughs> or I can, I can talk about him. I can do some case study. If I need to do homework and read some of these comics, I'm more than, I'm more than welcome. Oh, yeah, what a punishment that would be to I read some awesome read comics. the Mall comics, the Marvel Mall comics, and those are absolutely fantastic. <laughs> he said it's all good with the last name, LOL. <laughs> it's uh, A-D-I-G-W-U. Well, I cannot pronounce that. <laughs> oh, man. I so. am horrible with names. Like, so, Mathron Naruto. Mathron Naruto. Kara made Thron me watch. Naruto. Mathron Naruto. Kara. Kara made me watch Star vs. the Forces. <laughs> you can't even say normal names. Kara made me watch Star vs. the Forces of Evil, and there's a Russian frog in there named Evgeny Bogolyavov. And it took me forever to learn how to even say his name. Evgeny <laughs> Bogolyavov. Yeah, Evgeny Bogolyavov. Bogolyavov. She would correct me if she was here, but she's not. Yeah, well, boom. Um, Kara's on. You're on blast, Kara. Yeah, All Hallows Eve is taking your spot. Yeah, where are you when we need you most? Coggle, start talking for you. Yep. Um, but anyways, all right, uh, COD story. Oh, anyways, back to the COD story. Yeah, all sorry. I was going to say is <laughs> I was having a potty. So Kara just said I can't play. I can't be a sailor and play COD around my son. I, I think that that's inappropriate. <laughs> Of Kara. I yep. agree. No, I'm just kidding. He's going to have to learn how to swear somewhere. Might as well be from Dad. Yeah, that's right. Although it's going to be from me. One of you of his swirlies. That's right. Got to toughen him up. Say, if Jeremy's not allowed to toughen him up, I'm going to toughen that kid up. That's right. I saw a comment. Who commented? Oh, uh, it's just Brian laughing about the whole name. Oh, got again. it. Got it. So anyway, so yeah, there's a, there's a really, actually, that's a funny podcast, or Words Are Hard podcast. We go over pronunciations. That was like things. podcast like 20. That's a good one. It's a good one. Um... And then, um, so we, okay. Are we ever going to be able to drag Bill out of the shadows and throw him out here again? I hope so. I hope so. Kara had a heart attack about him today. Um, he had a relative pass away. Oh, But the way no. the Facebook post was written, it made it seem like he passed away. Oh, so dang. Kara was in full out. She thought he had passed. For real. That would be So we had to do terrible. like, take, we had to take like a second and realize that he's all right. Well, that's good. It was crazy. Well, Bill, we love you. If we could ever get out of this freaking Walmart 19... I know, I know, I know. So that's how we refer to the current state of the pandemic. Okay, 
Long story short, we did an ad once, <laughs> and I just said I had to go out and buy a Lego set during COVID yep. dash nineteen. Oh. And YouTube shut down the video or the ad because I said that in it. Yeah, the, because the word was in there, they were afraid that it might have uh, misinformation, misinformation about. about the whole pandemic and stuff. It was like, I, I appreciate what they're trying to do, but like, it was literally him making a joke about having to go out in the current state of the world. Right. So. <laughs> a lot of operations forces in reference to your swearing says, uh, in that case, we recommend you play away from the baby while playing with us. <laughs> yeah, I'll play in the basement. There's, there's nothing about first person shooters that is calm and relaxed. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's all high. Str- like a buddy of mine loves all these first person shooter games. Right. And he's like decent at them. Uh, but like he, like he gets frustrated super easily. It is frustrating. And like, and he just like goes off and is like, why do you play this game? All you do is just get mad and quit. I saw a funny meme about that. It just shows like a, a cartoon and it's his girlfriend saying, why do you play these games? And he yells, I'm relaxing. <laughs> you know, I am relaxed or whatever. He just gets all angry and, and I'm crazy. not angry. You are. You are angry. <laughs> um, so, okay. Cod I'm trying to pick up where we left off. I think I had a story to tell. I, th- I think it was the swearing story is what you were talking about. No, just don't play around shit. But I had one after that. Well, I'm sure that you do. Hmm. Brian says, reminds him of Goldeneye. You just watched Goldeneye again recently. I did, the movie. And then I saw a thing that um, they're going to spend $9 million to clean up the satellite dish that crashed. In, oh, they, uh, oh, they are. They're going to clean it up, but then somebody commented and said that the politicians are probably going to just overpay for, you know, it's a waste of money because whoever they're paying is going to charge too much. Oh, Because it happens. I mean, that's that. every government contract, yeah. doesn't it? Yep. Golden gun used to get me every time. That's oh, so frustrating. <laughs> you, okay, it's freaking proximity mines. Okay, okay, I have a story about that. Um, but uh, Tony would always play his odd job, and he's like half the size of everybody yep. else. I was like, what a cheat. Yeah, there was a, there's a that's a slogan. It's like playing Goldeneye, no whatever, no odd job. Like that was the thing you could throw out. Yeah, and wasn't Jaws huge? Yeah. So if you played as Jaws, you had like that bigger hitbox. So. Um, so for people who haven't played GoldenEye N64 shooter, um, the way that it works is like you, there's just weapons and ammo restores just scattered all over the place, yep. right? And they respawn over time. Well, there's a map where you can literally there's only like this is just more of a lesson in level design than anything else. Are you talking pyramid? No, it's like it's like um, it's the one right before the tank mission. Basically, okay. yep. it's the one based on that library. Uh, no. You're in a bunker type of thing or whatever, and then you have to break out, and then like the tank missions next. Anyway, it. like it's the yeah the multiplayer Sorry. map based on that one. And there's an area where you can get to where there's one door to get in or out. There's no spawn points in there, and you can sit behind a place on a box of proximity mines and oh, just continue to respawn. Just, just throw them on the door. Anybody wants to try and come and get you, 100% guaranteed will get killed. And the only game of Goldeneye I ever won, I did that. I felt real bad, but at the same time, I was like, I was just sick and tired of getting right, wrecked losing, by odd yeah. job. So I was like, that was my go-to. So like our our favorite settings on that. Comment your favorite Goldeneye settings was DK mode, one, always one hit kills, paintball mode. Yeah, it's like man with a golden gun, right? Yeah, paintball mode. Yeah. Well, paintball mode just made it look like paintballs paintball, and yeah. whatever. But then yeah. yeah, so then every every gun was a one hit kill. And then we played Big Heads. That's so much fun. So, but yeah. But you could do uh, one-hit kill but slap only or whatever? 
I didn't really like slap only because I was really bad at it. But. <laughs> well, the hitboxes again were weird for slapping because you yeah. know the, the whatever. But um, apparently that game is like eligible to be remade, or they've been trying to remake it multiple times over the years for next gen systems. But it's a huge licensing deal, and it falls down on like Pierce Brosnan's likeness is the issue. Like he doesn't want to sign over for a remake of it. Otherwise, they really? could do a remake of it because if they did like a nice new Disney, I want it to still look like Goldeneye, but just not so polygonal, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Just a little bit of a tweak would be really good, but yeah, uh, Rare has been like down to make it. Ryan said something like the Tony Hawk updates. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Tony Hawk's Underground 2 was really, really good. Train Depot was his least favorite level. The reason why I brought up Pyramid was there was like a route you could run uh, if you had like if you had the golden gun on. There was like a route in a spot. It was really easy to like get the golden gun and like drop through the middle and then come up again and then you could just keep running and like picking up more ammo for the golden gun. Ryan's shaking his head yes, he knows. Yeah, man, that was a, uh, so... That and Perfect Dark are probably the two games we play the most of. Perfect Dark has a Perfect Dark, here's what I liked about Perfect Dark. You'd, you could play people versus bots. That was the first one with bots, and the bots were amazing. And then the shooting range that was just there to have fun as well. Yep. It was super cool to do that in a video game. And the challenges, you know, it was like, I love the, um, there's one rifle where you can you can throw it to explode instead of reload the dragon something, dragon's breath or dragon mm-hmm. something. Uh, they had the laptop gun. You throw that out. Oh, the Farsight so was always Farsight the cheatiest gun. <laughs> that would be rage-inducing, too, though. Yeah. You get shot by that thing. I mean, at least it was sort of hard to use. Yeah, Like, and, then, and, of course, you had no, you couldn't see anything that's going on around you as you're, like, fishing through walls trying to find people in the weird heat map and everything. But, but Oh, yeah, proximity mines, man, were so much fun. Proximity mines, remote mines. Oh, that's really fun. Blowing yeah. yourself up on a proximity mine. <laughs> it's, it's all good. It's all good. Oh, good old goodness. gaming memories. And that was, so the other thing uh, Gibby had asked was about um, Star Wars memories, Kotar. It just was reminding me, like, I loved the story in Kotar. And I was reading a thing about, oh, I wonder if I have it saved. I don't believe I do, but it broke down all of the Darths. And it broke down, I'll see if I have a screenshot of it and their meanings. And I thought we could talk about it, but I don't Ooh. think I have it saved. Basically, Darthrea's name has something to do with, like, Latin or Greek word for betrayal, and it also has something to do with the word three. I want to see if I saved it. It was really, really good. Oh, here we go. I got it. Oh, cool. Okay, cool. Board, here are the... We'll end on this, Chris, because we had got about ten minutes left. Board, here are the meanings behind some of our favorite Sith Lords. Uh, so Darth Vader, um, and this has been proved uh, retrospectively, I guess. Uh, but the German Dutch language name for Vader or Vader means father, meaning him like yeah, father. father. Yeah. yeah. Um, but people are saying that George Lucas did assign. Yeah, it was obviously that. unintentional. I yeah. feel. Um, Darth Maul. Maul uh, means to kill via scratching and tearing. Yeah. So uh, his anger and rage is very animalistic, after all, which blew me away. About I read the Darth Maul comic, and that was really good because he was like itching at, just itching to go kill Jedi. Like Palpatine was trying to keep him under wraps. Keep him so under my, my I. Is how much is there about like young Darth Maul, like before he like became? became There's a uh, like a six part comic series all about like him being picked as an apprentice up until Phantom Menace. That's the thing that I yeah, it's so good. And then like he sneaks off to like go kill Jedi on the side. It's really crazy. He he is rage filled all the time. Like it's the only thing that calms him down. It's really really good comic. Um, so Darth Tyrannus, Tyrannus, Tyrannus is a Greek origin and means god of war, god of destruction. Uh, seeing as he's behind the puppet, behind the Clone Wars, that makes sense. And then Darsidious, uh, they think, is inspired by the word insidious, yep. which means treacherous or crafty. Uh, and the word in turn comes from the Latin word sedere, meaning to sit, which is what Palpatine does almost 100% of the time. 
Yeah, you can get some leg days in, dude. <laughs> uh, Darth Revan, name of the French origin, as in uh, French revenant, meaning one who returns as if from the dead. And that's kind of cool because he has a memory wipe and he kind of like comes back from it. And you can play as Revan good or Revan bad when you come back from the memory wipe. Uh, Darth Treya, uh, com- they think comes from the word betrayal because that's like the big twist in that game. Okay. She like acts as your um, Jedi master and trains you, but it turns out she's a Sith Lord, which is really cool. Um, otherwise, it also means triple in Sanskrit, which makes sense since she uses three lightsabers. She uses the force to hold three at a time. Dang. Uh, Darth Bane, simple. Bane is a cause, harm, <laughs> Darth Maul was in drama club in high school. <laughs> <laughs> he was, I am the drama club. Um Darth Nihilus, I'm saying that right. Basically, the root word of that is annihilate, which means to destroy completely, obliterate, reduce to nothing. Uh, Makes sense given his ability to drain power. Uh, Also could be named for himself since he was annihilated once before um, and reduced to nothing as human by the mass shadow generator. Darth Sion, this one is tricky. Sion actually is the fortress that was captured by King David of Israel. Sion is a tanky guy, so maybe, uh, you know, like castle type of character. It's also a car. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then Scion is also tissue or part grafted to another, and he also looks like he slept with razor blades because he's got his skin all caught up. So he could be like oh, okay. Darth Stitch, more or less. Darth Stitch. And then, Lilo and Darth Stitch. Um, Darth Talon, just claws of birds. Uh, I've never heard of Darth Talon. Yeah, weak. Darth Malgus. Uh, but Darth Plagueis, just the word plague, which was an infectious disease. Darth so, Plagueis the Wise. Have you ever heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Exactly. So I just I came across that. I thought it was kind of cool. What was that on? Uh, that was on Reddit. It was just a oh, post okay. on uh, the Star Wars subreddit, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just fun to think about, yeah. Ryan. Yeah. Fucking nailing her, <laughs> poo-pooing us over here, Ryan. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so... All right. So well, do you want to jump on Reddit for the last couple of minutes? Just to see sure. Yeah. Let's Star see what Wars the Star Wars leaks. leaks were for. The, they might not be Mandalorian for once now. So we are a Star Wars podcast, and to hold on to that name, occasionally we have to go and talk about Star Wars. What better way than to get dubious information from Reddit on r slash Star Wars leaks? That is right. Oh, I'm sure I'm taking our internet connection right now by doing this, but I apologize. We've we've only dropped one and a half percent of our frames so That's far. That's not so bad. So, and I've been on the internet a decent amount. I'm not going to type in as a comment, as I normally do. I just want to say, hey, it was really nice, all these new people that showed up today. Again, drop in and out when you can. We're here Saturdays at 7. It was fun to to have you drop in. Do a shout-out. If we, uh, somebody mentioned doing a collab, we're more than willing to do that. Work something out. And if you'd like to call in in the future, that's all Chris needs to hear to spend more money on equipment. Yep. Go do it. <laughs> all, right, all right. What do we got for Star Wars leaks? So some just some fun Star Wars things. That you might not know about. Oh, come on now. So top of the last week for Star Wars leaks. Lay it on me, Chris. What do you got? Uh, so we have, so this is cast and crew. Tom Kane, prominent Star Wars voice actor. <gasps> he had a stroke. Unfortunately, recently suffered a stroke. And I started giving an update about it. Oh, that's right. Because you, you had talked about that. Yep. Yeah. Um, Star Wars The Force Awakens novel author had to remove a hint at a Finn and Rey romance. Interesting. I had also read about that during the week. So it was like uh, one of the adaptations of um, the new movies. They had actually they made him remove that out. Yep. Very interesting. Um, let's see here. Charles Soule confirms that we saw the, a Maxine station from Into the Dark in his Rise of Kylo Ren miniseries. Ooh. 
Uh, Chris Pine, this is behind the scenes, Chris Pine commenting on Patty Jenkins' Road Squadron. I had spoken to Patty about not my involvement, but the story. She talked to me about it, and it sounds really, really great. If there's anyone who can reimagine and breathe fresh new life into it, it's her. So, awesome. That so Ro- so basically they're saying Rogue Squadron, the show, is going to be good. Such a fun game. I love that game as a kid. N64, Rogue Squadron. If you beat the entire game and met some certain criteria, you could get the new boost Starfighter, and it just absolutely wrecked. I think you could also get the Millennium Falcon. And just the way they did that. You know, I've talked about Forza in the past, like how it's cool to get your cars in your garage. Yeah. When you played the Rogue Squadron and you went before every mission, you had your hangar and you'd fill your sh- your hangar with all your ships, which was really, really cool. Really I, I kind of, so like sort of wrapping up on things or whatever, like we're both playing a lot of cyberpunk mm-hmm. and for all the bugs that there are in it, it's still been a really fun game for me. Really, really good. And, but that's the one thing I wish there was like a garage where you could go and look at all the vehicles you've collected. Like if they're going to give you 50 freaking car missions... Or and they give you apartments, like you get the one with Pan Am or you get the one in Night City. It's like, why can't you put a garage on there? Yeah, well, if you finish the, uh, I can't think of her name now. She was the... Um, Judy? Yeah, Judy. If you finish her? I almost am done with her. So you, uh, it unlocks her apartment, too. Oh, really? That's so, another spot. I yeah. have the one with Pan Am, and then I have the one, or all, you know, the, the nomads. Yeah. You get a tent out in no man's land, and then you get your one in Night City, and then you get one with her, apparently. That's cool. So, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, but All it's, right, that's let a it good. Be. Uh, let it be. It's a good set of missions. No, well, so um, yeah, it's been a, it's, it's been a really good time. But it's like I don't want to spend like twenty million dollars on cars if I don't have like a like a cool garage or I can show them off. Totally, totally, totally. And I was like, oh, it just makes your list to scroll longer if you want to switch vehicles. That's right. So, but yeah, so I guess that's probably as good a time as any to end. I want to say thank you guys to all the new people that stopped by tonight. It was awesome. It was such a pleasure to see you guys. Like I said, send us a message. Reach out to us. Contact us. This is just an open place where people can fun, have fun and shoot the breeze. And I did get the stuff. Porsche, actually. Kara got the Porsche, too. She did get the Porsche. Um, I the hate- gate shut on her, which is really funny. <laughs> she tried to drive away, and the gate shut, and then didn't let her out. So I, I hate how the, the motorcycles are so easy to drive, and the cars, cars are so are hard to out. drive. It's outrageous. Like it's, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you about it off the podcast. But if you made it this far into the video, congratulations. You've made it to the end of the video. Uh, throw a like on it if you want to see more content like this in the future. We really do appreciate it. It means a lot to us. Comment down below with anything related to anything that we've talked about today. We like interacting with you even beyond the scope of us being live. Subscribe if you're not already. Ring the notification bell to be notified every time we do go live or upload a new video. That's the best way to participate with us. Thank you guys so much for watching, and of course, may the force be with you.